Hey, Joey. I'm so angry with you. You've already started a show that way. You keep doing the same thing over and over. Because I, I, I am convinced... Because Skype doesn't work right. No, I'm convinced it's your Skype doesn't work right. Mike is such a dick because Skype doesn't work. Like, how does that make any sense to you? I'll tell you why. I was watching porn right before uh, I talked to you, and the porn was streaming just fine. Well, maybe we should do the podcast on the porn site you were watching then. Gayforit.eu? Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call each other and we catch up. I'm going to tell you something. I think actually what happens is there's like, I think the government is a fan <laughs> of our show. And this is what happens. They go, ugh, this is boring what Joe's talking about. Let's fuck up Skype and make them call each other and start over again. Because I realized in the middle of my story about the Magic Castle that it was really boring. We do have a lot of D.C. listeners. Hi, Washington, D.C. Hi. Hey, girls. <laughs> We've noticed a trend for some reason. I don't know. If you're in D.C., um, email us and let us know how you found us because this phenomenon is confusing to us. Yeah, we're like huge in D.C. I don't get it. Uh, so you told a quick story about going to the Magic Castle. I don't want to tell it again. It's boring. Good. I know. It was boring. That's why I'm telling you. I think that people in D.C. fucked up Skype because it was boring. I'm only like 80% kidding. Good. So it's not Mike's fault Skype uh, went down, but it's DC's fault now. I, I think you're just arbitrarily blaming anyone you can, because none of those things make sense. Okay, so anyway, it was, um, I had to go to, I had some friends who had a dual birthday party. Yeah. My friend Michael and Mercedes, mm -hmm. both of them, and so we're all friends, and so we had the joint birthday party together. I've seen Mercedes naked, now, naked by the way. You've seen Mercedes naked? Yeah, do you remember that? Joe. No. I'm pretty sure it was Mercedes. Um, I don't know if she still does, but she did plays, right? Yeah. You and I, Joey, you do not remember this? You're like, my friend Mercedes is in a play. Uh, why don't we go, go see it? And we sit in. We have like, we got split up for some reason. And you were sitting like practically on the stage, like in a folding chair. And I'm sitting like five rows back. And then... Mercedes walks out and, like, gets naked and gets in a bathtub. Wrong person. That's her friend. I know the show. With also John Lithgow's son was in it. Remember? And it was, like, the weirdest play. About, like, brothers and sisters and marriage and... Yeah. And then, like, John Lithgow's son has a chainsaw and throws blood on the wall <laughs> or something. Do you remember that? Yes. Wait, that wasn't Mercedes? No. Oh. Mercedes isn't a redhead. No, it wasn't a redhead. No, it was. I know this. It's called Big Love is the name of the show. Oh. And not related to the Mormon show. Anyway, next. I'm still shocked that I so, haven't seen her naked because I think every time you talk about her, I think that I've seen her naked. I want to know why you're thinking about naked women. <laughs> it's just my it's my hobby. I kind of do that, you know? That That's like the reason I remember that play because it was like scarring. Because the woman, I think people are thinking like, you know, she like was just like naked for no she got like full on naked and got in a bathtub and like it was a whole thing right yeah, well the scarring part i think for you is you were like on the stage 
like I don't they like added seats to the theater so it was like a folding chair a row of folding chairs and like you were in the light so it wasn't like me hiding in the audience where like I can look like it was uncomfortable for you because you were like I feel I feel people seat me in those seats all the time I feel like I'm always on the stage I went to go see this drag queen recently and they sat me like on the stage because I think they go, they're going to want to pick on this guy. I look like one of those guys people are going to want to pick on. I think it was, I think we had like whatever seats were left. I don't think that they like intentionally put you there when we went there. Wasn't it like we got free tickets or something so we went? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I love how this is how gay we are. We're not talking about the naked woman. We're talking about where our seats were. we're like oh yeah there was some naked girl with her vagina oh that reminds me i remember i used to work for the playboy mansion Mm -hmm. for like a year okay um my friend adam and my friend adam got me the job actually and um one year i one year i worked the new year's eve party and they go all out for new year's eve and one of the things they did was they hired uh like beautiful women to be completely naked but they had clothing painted on them Mm -hmm. Right. And they would walk around with hors d'oeuvres or whatever. Well, I was this is when I smoked and I was taking a smoke break. We were t- I was taking a smoke break with some people and we were just chatting. And I was sitting on this like short brick wall and I was chatting with one of the um, women who was naked with a clothes painted on her. But I think what happened was I think when you have clothes painted on you, you think you have clothes on. <laughs> So the girl kept putting her snatch in my face. Like, cause I was at crotch level to her. And she'd be like, what do you think, Joe? And then, like, turn and her vagina, like, would be right in my face. And I was like, <laughs> and that's actually how I quit smoking. Okay, next. Um, so over the weekend, um, my gra- we had Easter today at my brother's house. Okay. And so... Um, my grandparents went. And so my mom wanted me to go with my parents, with my grandparents, to Costco and take them here and there because, you know, they're getting older and they wanted to buy some gifts for the kids. And she goes, just go with your grandparents to Costco. And I was like, ugh, mom, <laughs> you know. So I go with them and they're like, oh, uh, take our, drive our car. I was like, ugh, okay. And of course, it's an old person car, right? So I'm driving her car, and of course it's a Saturday at Costco, right? So there's no parking. And so as soon as I'm driving to the parking lot, I'm like, ugh, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, because the parking's so bad. I'm like, then my grandfather, like, opens up like this like armrest thing, mm-hmm. and whips out his handicap parking sign. Oh yeah, and hangs it there. Oh my god, I felt like a goddamn prince. <laughs> I just, like, parked, like, right in front of the Costco. I was like, so long, sluts. You know, like, just walked right into the Costco. Like, I walked, like, ten feet into the Costco. Yeah. Like, like boom, walked into the Costco. Okay, so here's the best part. So, uh, they go, yeah, we'll have lunch at Costco. Mm-hmm. This is what they tell me, right? Yeah. So, I'm thinking we're going to get one of them $1.50 hot dogs afterwards. I think I'm, I'm going to be, like, a Diamond Gym and treat my grandparents some hot dogs. It's going to cost me you know, three dollars. Yeah. You know. So we go in. No, they were going to all of the little food places. <gasps> so they said we're gonna eat lunch and they meant samples? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cause you know they're old. They don't eat a lot, right? 
So that they get full on samples. So the best part is we go to this uh, tamale lady, right? She's giving out these like tamales you can microwave. She's like, doing the samples. And my grandma goes, look, uh, you know, my grandma's Mexican. She prides herself on her tamales. She goes, look, they have these tamales you can uh, sample uh, that you can microwave. Do you think they're good? I go, I don't know. She goes, I'm going to try one. She's like, no, this is, this is, again, when you get old, you stop giving a shit. Mm-hmm. So she gets a tamale <laughs> right in front of the lady, puts it in her mouth, and then she's like, <laughs> and like, like, spit, like, over, people are like staring at her. Like, she's like, <laughs> and like, spitting, like, spitting the food out right into the trash can. Like, but, like, they're right in front of the woman at Costco. Well, it's not like she made them. She handmade them. <laughs> she didn't. I don't, I don't think it's that offensive to the woman. I think it's funny. Hmm. Well, so did I tell you that after – so Mike and I had a talk on the freeway. I've been having um, friend problems with my friend Jonathan. And Mike and I had a long talk about it on the phone during the week, and he gave me some good advice. So just like the next day I left, I called him, but he didn't pick up. And I left a really nice voicemail where I was just like, look, you know, I don't, I'm breaking up with you as a friend. I don't think this is working out. And um, I know that you miss me on some level, but that it hurts me that we know what's going on. And for the record, that wasn't and the advice that I gave you, though. But go ahead. You, oh, that's why I took the advice to be. Okay. Well, my advice was like, friend, like you grow apart, whatever, and maybe just accept that things are changing and are different. But I didn't, and I accept that. But I, yeah, I know, I understand. But I didn't give you the advice that you should call him up and make a declaration that our friendship is over, starting now. Well, no, I wasn't. It wasn't that dramatic. I was actually very not dramatic about it on purpose. But the point is, though, is when I, the problem is when I've tried to distance myself in the past. He will call me, and I care about him so much that I will. It, it just resumes the cycle. Does that make sense? Sure. So, so I, I basically, in a very nice way, I was very not dramatic about it. I just said, "Hey, look, you know, I care about you, and I just want to. I think if you could just give me some space, give me some time. I, I but I, I, the friendship has changed, and it's not anyone's fault, and yada yada yada. Anyway, so." Um, that's the thing. I've lost a friend, which is sort of sad. But you know what's sad is like it, this is how you know the friendship's over. I wasn't even really that sad about it. Like I actually did it on my way to um, the birthday party, you know. And I had a great time at the birthday party. Didn't even think about it. The, in fact, the only reason I thought about it when I was thinking about what to talk about in the podcast today, um, I did hear back from him. He said, "Let's hang on to what we got." Don't let go, girl. We got a lot. Got a lot of love between us. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on to what we got. It's weird you would sing that. That was weird. (laughs) Well, actually, he didn't call me back, but I thought it was a good transition into, Mike, how was your week? Because as we will find out, that's related. Yeah, it is related. I actually wanted to start, though, with some stories from before that. I like to go in chronological order if that's okay um (laughs) well for starters i found a barber shop this is news though actually what's weird is 
all of the stories that I'm going to tell you have something to do with social anxiety. Um, it's been it's been an interesting socially anxious week. But so I found a barber shop. I kind of have like weird issues with barbers and getting my hair done, and I really just never feel comfortable in a barber chair. But I found a place that not only okay, first of all, it's like old fashioned barber shop, right? But then mm-hmm. all of the guys in there are like hipster, and it's like. Oh, trendy. yeah, that's the new fucking hipster thing. Yeah. I fucking hate hipsters. That's why I hated the Magic Castle this week. But uh, I hate hipsters. Go so on. So this place kind of has like a um, maybe like ambiguous sexuality sort of to- tone going on. So I just feel more comfortable there. Even it's a place for men. It's not like a, bar- a beauty salon that's like clearly for women. And then I feel weird going in there. And I don't know. And I got a great haircut. And. So that's socially anxious story number one. But then, Joe, listen to this. Uh, You will not believe this. So on my birthday, remember how I went to uh, the bar near my house? So that night, it was kind of like a little bit warm out, and I wore a jacket anyway. And when I got there, I put my jacket on the back of a chair that I wasn't sitting in, but somebody I knew at the bar was sitting. So I was like, hey, I'm going to put my jacket here. So I continue to drink that night, and I leave the bar, and I forget my jacket. It's there. No big deal. It's a kind. It wasn't a cheap jacket, but I got it at... Um, what the fuck is the matter with you always losing your clothes? Wait, wait. You don't have, know even half of the story yet. Middle of the story is I got invited to this, like, ceviche party. <laughs> this uh, This guy that I know from the bar was fucking san francisco man he was gonna have ceviche and beer so and i love ceviche so i went and a bunch of his friends from the bar were there so i show up at the ceviche party and like the crowd is kind of trickling in i know some people i meet some people and then this guy nathan comes in who is a bar back at the bar that we go to wait wait stop before you tell the story is nathan hot He's okay. Yes. He, I mean, oh, does he listen to the show? No, 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 no. I Oh, because I have this theory that barbacks are always hot. Sorry, go he's, on. He's no. I I I struggle with that question cuz I wouldn't say that he's not. He's just not my type. Oh, he's girl, just I think I know where this story's going. Shit. No, he, oh, he, did you go bareback on the barback? No. He's just not my type. He's kind of like a a thick white guy. But he's handsome. Oh yeah, you like you like him for he's, it. Okay, he is ahead. handsome though. But he's like tall and broad shoulders and like. Oh yeah, who wouldn't like that? Really yeah, like... that's horrible. You're right. It's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It is really disgusting. That's that's, that's foul. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like a yeah. super big smile and like. Yeah, yeah. it's horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks like super Flaw- right. flawless skin. It's disgusting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's vile. <laughs> so no, Joey. So Nathan the barback walks in. Joe. He's wearing my jacket. <laughs> what? So, but here's the best part. I know it's my jacket. It has to be my jacket. And I didn't say anything. I was like too, I was confused at first. Like, maybe it's not. And then like the entire night, I could not look at anything else except for the jacket. I was like inspecting it, trying to see if it was mine. Okay. So what did you, did you get your jacket back? No, I didn't say anything. I, the whole night, I said nothing. I, you are the worst fucking gay guy ever. I, 
Why does that make me a bad gay gay guy? guy? Because here's what you do. You go up to this guy and you go, hey, that jacket looks good on you. It would look better on me. And he's like, oh. And you go, because it's my fucking jacket, faggot. And then you punch him and take the jacket. Joey, how embarrassing for him. Like, I'm like, excuse me, you're wearing clothes from the lost and found at the bar. That's embarrassing. Well, you could pull him aside privately and say, like, hey, look, you know, um, I left this jacket at the bar the other night. And I think you know, there's a way of handling it. Uh, I, well, I, I sucked at it because I just sat there and stared at him all night. And it was awkward. So that was... Yeah, it was awkward for him, too, because now he's telling people, like, uh, that guy, Mike, who comes into the bar was just staring at me the whole night. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was Friday. And then Saturday, I went to more socially awkward stuff. Saturday, I went to San Francisco, and I saw Jersey Boys with Christina and Scott and her friend Jill and her daughter. And it was awesome. Jersey's, Jersey Boys is a really good show. And Christina bought me the ticket for my birthday she has season tickets and then brought me for my birthday and she bought me um food beforehand as well but i'm just so weird i've noticed joe you've seen shows with me before you might i don't know if you'll agree with this or not but like live entertainment i just sit in awe and like i don't clap my hands and like in yeah i know i know i know we've talked about this in the show like i would just say clap and you would get so mad you joke stop clapping i've never got mad at you for clapping but like i'm a quiet person in a show and that doesn't mean that i'm not enjoying it but it, i i just sat there and like took it all in it was so good so good but i wasn't like a and for those of you who don't know for the straight people watching the song i sang earlier oh, yeah. was from that show <laughs> Well, it's actually, yeah, or you could even, they might know it because it's from Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Yeah. Well, I think Jersey Boys is a really good straight person, straight man show to see because, well, first, like, the story kind of is, like, about, I don't, you know, music and music that is accessible. And the story mm-hmm. is about, like, men that kind of make bad choices and it, it it's good. And I think that it kind of bridges those two communities a little bit. It's not super, like, dancey and all the songs have purpose. It's not like they just break out in song for no reason. Like, all of the songs are part of the show. It's not like a super gay song, you know, where it's like, <laughs> one, singular sensation. Yeah. You know, it's not like Life's that. a happy like... song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 I've, I want to go back to a story because you... We're rambling so much and get to get into it. I know you got a haircut because you posted it, the picture of it on Facebook. Yeah. And I just saw it the other day and it had like 80 likes. And I was like, let me tell you this. I can write the most fucking perfect, <laughs> perfectly crafted status update. Like it's perfect, right? Five people will like <laughs> it or something like that, right? I had a form. I have a former student who, by the way, is very good looking. Maybe that's part of it. But one time I wrote like this perfectly crafted status update. I got like four likes and he wrote derp and it had like 160 likes and like 200 comments of people saying derp back. And I was like, what's the point? And it's the same thing with you. You put a picture of you with your haircut and like 80 people liked it and they're like, oh, you go. So one, 
I don't get this fucking social anxiety because you put a picture of yourself up like more than anybody I know of you like just doing this. You have this look you get on your face like this like like yeah you fucking know it like this like smirk you get in your face like yeah I'm fucking Mike Lawson suck my dick no right no so I don't know what the social anxiety well, is and then every can I answer that or? every uh, every. Every awkward white girl in the country is like your friend on Facebook, apparently. <laughs> because that's all who comments on your status updates. <laughs> True. Joey, well, I mean, part of it is my job is in social media, so I feel like I might be kind of good at what I do. So I... I'm not denying that. So, no, but let me... I'm trying to explain. So, like... I know certain things are going to have social get I know certain things will squeeze some social media juice my way. So something like a new haircut automatically that's like 20 likes. But then like a uh uh caption like the barber did me good, then that brings in all the gays cuz they're going to make comments like, "Yeah, and your hair mm-hmm. looks good too" or something like that, right? So I I kind of I mean it's very orchestrated and my social anxiety is in situations where I feel like I have no control over certain things and social media allows me to control completely. That picture I saw, the the caption I wrote and I looked at it before I posted it and I could decide to post it or not. The When I get nervous, it's when I'm like standing in line at the grocery store and my credit card, for some reason, the magnetic stripe isn't swiping and I'm there's six people staring at my back and I feel like they're all judging me. That's when I get nervous is when I have no control. Well, one, they are. So so anyway, yeah, social anxiety. Social media anxiety. It's a new thing. Um, anything going on in the Bay Area? What's, your, what's the story? Um, well, you've heard about, I'm sure you saw, like, all of the red equality things on Facebook. Okay, so if if you don't know, on Tuesday, um, when the Supreme Court was hearing arguments about the constitutional constitutionality of California's Prop 8, a lot of people changed their Facebook pictures to the red square with the pink equal sign, which was made by the Human Rights Campaign to kind of spread message of support for the overturn of the proposition but um there were there were a bunch of memes i love memes and so a lot of memes came out of it but one of them is san francisco related and i want to talk about it and it's kind of an anti-meme so uh the roman catholic archdiocese of san francisco posted on their facebook page an image i screen grabbed it because i was i was certain they were going to take it down when i screen grabbed it there were 350 comments and all of them were not were saying how stupid it was or how unchurch-like this is but basically it's the red image but instead of the equal sign it's a division sign and then it under it it says luke twelve fifteen or twelve fifty one. i'm sorry and the did you see did you see anybody talking about that it was like on all the gay blogs Oh no 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 no! I, I, well, I never go on the gay blog, so. So the I guess the the Bible verse Luke twelve fifty one talks about division and how um I don't I don't really know I don't read the Bible but uh, what do you think about that? Well, that's just a, a dumb thing that that people from the church. I thought what you were going to say, which what they would have taken and turned it into like a cross. 
Well, they well that's funny you say that because this image was taken down um within hours after 350 comments. It it got blogged about on Toll Road. Is that how you say it? So anyway, he he blogged about it, and so it got a lot of clicks. That's how I found it. And after that, they took it down, and then they replaced it eventually that night with a, a red square with a pink cross in it, and then under the cross it said, God is love. And then they were encouraging people to <laughs> spread the message God is love in an anti marriage equality argument i don't really get that but that's their approach look i if i were the catholic church i would have taken it down and then like done something even more bizarre like put like the symbol for pie you know it's <laughs> like really confusing where people just think now just, i am only showing like math operations yeah <laughs> or if, if people start reporting maybe their facebook's been hacked because <laughs> it's like yeah, so exactly. bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I start writing like, like stupid, weird things. Um, I, th- I I do think the Catholic Church is v- like the Catholic Church is a very large ship, but believe it or not, I do think it's strangely turning around very slowly. Yeah, oh, it's certainly very not slowly. turning around as fast as public sentiment is on this topic. Oh my gosh, no, on anything. But um, I don't. I mean, there's there's not really much to say. I mean. Whoever put it up was retarded. And that's the thing, too, with a lot of these stories, especially with big organizations. You have these people, and especially you who work in social media, would know, who are in charge of these social media campaigns who just think it's a good idea and they just arbitrarily um, put things up yeah, without really consulting it, anybody. It's one of the things that I hate about social media and also one of the things that I love about social media is that you need to react quickly. So because things happen so quickly – crazy shit like this can happen where people mis- make mistakes or and the mistakes are broadcast to millions of people so i love it but then i also hate that i'm on the other end of that and can make mistakes as well the truth of the matter is this and this is what i feel about any church and in the catholic church or any church is i, I i'm a firm believer in the separation of church and state and so whether they're on my side or the other side Right, because let's face it, the Catholic Church is on my side about war, right? Sure. I, I, de- I de- think de- whether death penalty and the death penalty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, whether they're talking about my side or the other side that I don't agree with, shut your fucking mouth. Don't talk about it at all, and uh, and stay out of it. I mean, you could say talk about it, I guess, in generalities, but uh, just I, I remember I went to actually the last time I actually went to mass, a Catholic mass was during the campaign for Prop 8, and they were handing out in mass the lawn signs for Yes on 8. And I was like, ugh. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, you have a tax exemption for a reason, and that's to say, keep your nose out of this shit. It's weird that you say that, because if... I've never really thought of it that way, that they... I don't... I don't know, because, like, imagine some of the great stuff that churches have done for homeless people. What if they didn't try to, I'm using this term kind of loosely, but what if they didn't try to lobby for homeless um, issues? What would what would the world look like then? You know what I mean? Like, there's, that's like. I, but I don't know. I don't know if the church actively lobbied. That's, that's the funny thing, and that's what's sort of sad is. I'm, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm strictly speaking. Are you talking about the Catholic Church or just churches? Church, well, churches, because there's certainly okay. church organizations that have done 
lobbying for causes. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. I really do feel if the churches lobbied as hard as they do for abortion or against abortion or for gay marriage or these other social things, if they lobbied that hard for the poor, we'd be in a better place. But they don't. Right. My mom's church. Actually, what's really strange, my parents are very Catholic, but also very liberal. Mm hmm. And uh, my mom's talked about this, like how, you know, but believe it or not, there are a lot of Catholics who are very upset about this new pope, right? Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, this is not a story I was going to bring up, but there, there was a big controversy in the church because on Holy Thursday, it's traditional. It's the tradition has been where priests everywhere wash the feet of like parishioners or something like that, but that the pope will wash the feet of other priests or bishops, you know, yeah, to show his humility. And this new Pope, Pope Francis, um, broke tradition because he's a Jesuit and the Jesuits are focused on the poor. And he went to a prison. Right. And washed the feet of pr young prisoners. Men and women. Uh, women and not all Catholics. A couple right. of Muslims were thrown in there too. And there are some Catholics who are pissed off. And so in talking about that with my parents, We've pointed out that, like, there are these Catholics who – they're just, like, one-issue people. They're just so obsessed with abortion and um, gay marriage, and they don't – they've forgotten about the the mission completely. The one thing Jesus did talk about was helping the poor. He didn't talk about gay marriage. He didn't talk about abortion. But he did talk about helping the poor. And, to, and so there are a lot of Catholics who are very happy that the Pope's bringing it back, but there's a large number as well who are very upset that he's – losing that focus so um so yeah so i think that's a a big thing is that i don't even know what we're talking about <laughs> the, the point is the church the church should keep its nose out of this uh, politics and its business you know keep that you're saying the point they should focus on god and they should focus on serving the poor and serving the sick and serving the needy well that's it do you think a fa uh, church should have a facebook page i don't have a problem with that no no, why would I? I don't know. Well, that's not... How is that serving the poor or all of those things you just said? How does that connect to that? Well, no. I mean, it depends on what they're using that social media for. If they're using that social media to say, hey, let's help the poor. The soup kitchen's open. Let's all meet at the soup kitchen or let's help this poor person or let's do this or let's do, we'll help this elderly person. I don't have a problem with that. If they're going on there and saying vote yes on eight, then I do have a problem with that. Thank you. Okay, here's another story for you. Enchanting elf-sized door in San Francisco fascinates visitors of Golden Gate Park. So this little door, which looks like it could be the entrance to the home of the Keebler elves, mysteriously appeared at the bottom of an elm tree in Golden Gate Park. And there's all these pictures on the internet. The, the basics of the story is that this miniature door at the base of the elm tree is creating um, some, some, some hubbub. If that's a word. So nobody actually knows where the hinged brown door came from. It isn't even a foot tall. It's tiny. And they don't really know what the purpose is either. And pictures of the mysterious door are popping up all over online. There's a blog about it now. And it's it's everywhere. And then park visitors have started leaving notes and flowers and acorns and stuff inside of the hole. And on NBC... Uh, news the local NBC news affiliate they 
did a story about it and they pulled out some of the notes and read them, which I think isn't. That's wrong. Yeah, right? Because people are putting like wishes in there. But like one of the ones that they showed, it said, I like cheesecake. <laughs> That's it. So <laughs> maybe the author of the note was hoping that like a magical creature in the side of the tree would bring them cheesecake or something. I don't know. But there's like a lot of families are going to this and kind of stuffing their notes in it. And I thought it was pretty interesting. I wanted to go see it this week, but I haven't had time. Have you heard about it? Um, yes, I've heard about it. Um, <laughs> Joey sent me the news story and he was like, this should be one of, <laughs> he's like, you, this should be one of your news stories this week. So, yeah, but, um, somehow I think like Bjork is hiding nearby and giggling. That's what it sort of sounds like, like some sort of like Bjork thing. But, um, look, I actually, you know, the, you would think cynical Joe would be very like, um, against this but i actually think it's very cool i like urban sort of art that's sort of made by like the people that, that makes sure. pe- yeah um so yeah i maybe i'll go see that next weekend i might go for a walk yeah, i want to hear you i want to and you know what when i go visit san francisco i want to go to that tree and leave a wish okay so i'll what go if I, what, I'll if, go you, what if you look at my wish and it's like like a picture of you with like a knife in you in your eye or something like that, like some horribly cruel thing about you. And I'm like, "What is this, Joe?" And you're like, "Oh, I just want oh. the tree to know I like cheesecake." <laughs> <laughs> well, something very exciting happened this week to me. So I I saw that story. It's been all over the news that Kim Jong Un, my doppelganger, had um. <laughs> He's not your doppelganger. I know, but my big fear is that people will say, I don't even look Korean, but I don't know why I said that. Okay. Uh, that He had set targets for his missiles, right. right, for the nuclear war. One of them was Washington, D.C. One of them was strangely Austin, Texas. Right. But the third one, and I was really excited, was Los Angeles. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, Kim Jong-un has heard of us. <laughs> and I was like really, really excited. Okay, because look, there's there's nobody, let's be honest, nobody really thinks he, first of all, they can't even fire a missile that can even get past South Korea. Right. Okay. So they're not gonna get one that comes all the way over here. But two, and this is I am not a conspiracy theorist. In fact, I've gone on rants against conspiracy theories. We've but heard I truly it, yeah. believe this. But this I wouldn't call this a conspiracy theory. But the government is so confident about this that I really do think we have a pretty sophisticated missile defense system that people just, they just don't talk about. So that even if there was a missile that could come over here, they'd be like, oh yeah, we got this. And just like go and like send some fighter jets and blow it up and take it to space. And, and then Will Smith comes down and we cheer. Sure. Um, so I'm not scared. I, I just think it's, I, I find Kim Jong-un and everything about him so funny all the memes about him i laugh hysterically i'm very amused about kim jong-un and north korea and i don't i actually don't want us to do anything to him because he really he amuses me he's my favorite little dictator what are your thoughts mike on kim jong-un he's probably one of my favorite dictators too (laughs) it's the weirdest thing to say joe he's your favorite dictator (laughs) oh he's so he's not cute but he's just like it's like, I feel sorry for him because I think he does things and the world goes, oh, he's trying. He's kind of like Yosemite Sam. Like, angry face, but then still just a small little, like, dope. Oh, I just sort of see him as, 
Like, just like that silly little kid on the street that you just don't take seriously. Sure. What other, what else was happening in L.A.? Did you see this story about the man who got stuck on It's a Small World? And they had to pay him, like, all this money? For, like, mental anguish or what? Yes, because the song didn't stop playing. He sued for distress because they didn't get him out. And all he did was, I think it was, like, for, like, hours. How do you get stuck in there for hours? Because there's not, you have to be in a, like, very specific place. Because pretty much everywhere you can get out of the boat and walk to an emergency. I think he, I think he was, I think he was handicapped in some way. Oh, you know. And so they got everybody else out of the ride except for him. That's even worse. (laughs) So he's just all alone, and it's a small world. And that song is playing on a loop over and over. And they paid him like eight thousand dollars. It wasn't like a tremendous amount of money, but they paid him some money because they just left him there, and he sued them. For like mental anguish, but this goes into the to where I'm getting at. Did they is, settle? Wait, did they settle out of court, or did they actually do? Did they have a whole lawsuit? Girl, I don't know. I'm not like you. I don't sit there and read the news stories for everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. I just saw it and I brought it up. I just I see the headline. I read the story yeah. and I bring it up. So it's quite possible but, that none of this is actually true. No, 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 no. It's completely true. You, I'll, I'll, I'll put a link on the Facebook page. Okay. To the story about the, I'll put uh, the story about them. Um, I'll put some and I'll put some of my favorite Kim Jong Un memes on the Facebook page as well. Great idea. Okay, so Facebook dot um, com slash cu podcast. Okay, but did you know that Mike used to work at Disneyland? Yeah, I did. For a, <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't. I was. I guess I was talking to the audience. <laughs> okay, I sort of broke the fourth wall there. Yeah, Mike, do you remember you used to work at Disneyland? What Mike was like? <laughs> Mike was Tigger. Weren't you? What, what what characters were you? I was a tall Tigger and a short Goofy. So there's like, there's windows of um, height for every character. And so I was at the, the tall end of Tigger and the short end of Goofy. I was like prime. I was in a good spot because there weren't a lot of people that were my exact height. So I was approved to do two major characters. When I first met Mike, he was sort of wrapping up his time there. And didn't you date another character? Who did what? Oh my god, I did a lot of them. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, there were a what few. You, so so I, tell me the characters that you date. I, I want to hear. So I, you're Tigger, and who did you date? By the way, I'm very weird about talking about this. I don't. I know. I've noticed that because you've only done. I remember that you the, when I used to listen to what your other podcast, what someone called Lies, what someone called Lies dot com. You did an episode on it. I remember feeling it was very sort of held back. So like when you're working there, you never. If you're like walking through the park, people and people ask what you do, you don't say, "Oh, I dress up as Tigger in half an hour over there where the other Tigger's at." Like, there's magic involved, and so you're supposed to say, "I'm like." If you're talking to even other cast members, you're trained to say, "Like, I'm a friend of Tigger," or, "Oh, um, I never knew this." Yeah, so I feel very weird, like even just coming out and saying it. But I don't care. It's not like I'm. I, I, everybody knows that there's humans inside of there. People listening to this are not children, so I'm not ruining children's dreams. But I, I don't know. I just feel a little weird about it. So um, dating, I dated um, Steve, who was like a Pluto height, Pluto and Eeyore. Do, okay, do you want to say friend of Pluto and a friend of Eeyore? Yeah, Steve was a friend of Pluto and a friend of Eeyore. Oh my uh, god, Mike, this is so weird. 
<laughs> but you know what? I can kind of relate because I'm the same way with magic. Like literally, never tell me a secret. I'll talk about it on the podcast. I'll tell anybody walk. I'll tell strangers walking by your deepest darkest secret. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But like with magic tricks, like I will take the secret to a magic trick to my grave and only talk about it with other magicians. Sure. So um, Arturo was my height, but, well, he was taller. So he did like, he did Goofy, he did <laughs> Woody, um, Baloo, uh, the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. So he was taller than me. And then I dated one face character who uh, Steve, another Steve, was Aladdin. And oh. I think that's the, those are the only like serious like, date dates that i went on i've talked about who does who does captain hook captain hook is a a costumed character so you don't see it i was approved okay so i was approved to do captain hook my first year i was there and so every year you have to try on all your costumes for the costume department and they look at you in them and make sure your body like hasn't changed significantly it's very Mm -hmm. stress very stressful time when you go in for fitting can you lose your job yeah. Well, they don't No, They won't like fire you, but you'll, they'll transfer you to like, um, a character host. So you, you're the guy that's like standing, oh. and helping the characters out in regular clothes. Okay. So, and that, and that was like, that was a serious, embarrassing moment for her. I, in my time there that happened to two people. And so it doesn't happen a lot where you lose all your characters, but there were times when, so the one person I'm thinking of, he was like approved to do goofy and then he got pulled from Goofy because his like he was gaining too much weight, and that was like, "Hey, did you hear Chris got pulled from Goofy?" And it was like, "Yeah, a now whole he's Pooh." No, Pooh is too short, but I get oh. what you're saying. But um, we moved him over to Baloo the Bear. Baloo, yeah, there you go. So that oh, so Captain Hook was a you costume are, character. No, wait, stop, stop. So my first, I, my I, first wait, year, I want to stop. Stop. My first year, I was I approved to... to do Captain Hook, but then when I Why went in for my be... fitting, I my hips were too large, so I got pulled from Captain Hook my second year there. Why were you ignoring me right now? I had something to say. I was finishing my story. Okay. Did, did you ever have, like, okay. furries who wanted to hook up with you in the costume? I didn't know what that was until after I worked there. So I don't know if... It wasn't a big thing yet, or if I just had not come across it until after. That that term is relatively new to me. Okay, but okay, but 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 maybe not knowing the term. But did you ever have people who were like, "I would really like to hook up with you and dress as Tigger"? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, did and- you ever did you ever hook up with anybody? Because I know you can't take the costumes out of the park. But when you were dating the guy who was. Uh, the other Tigger or whatever, or Baloo the Bear. Did you guys ever hook up as Baloo and Tigger? <laughs> no. Like in where would first of all, where would we? But second of all, room. with like the other six characters that are sitting there. No, you're telling silly. me you were never alone with a person in the break room. Very rarely, and if we were, it was like for minutes while people were stepping out to go to the bathroom or something, and that could that privacy could be broken at any second but but besides the point that's besides the point no i have no interest in carrying around a 40 pound 
fiberglass head on my head while I was doing something like that. Why would that I? That sounds so hot. <laughs> Please. No, it doesn't. I think, okay, this is something, the show's already getting long, so, but even so, this is still, we'll, we'll come back to this several times throughout the life of our show. Uh, what do you have going on next week? Um, so much. Just kidding. I actually have nothing. I have, okay, so April Fool's is happening, so I'm going to make sure to do something fun for April Fool's. I love April Fool's Day. I love it. I love practical jokes. I really do like April Fool's. Google already has theirs up, by the way. I don't know if you saw it. Every year they do this, and I don't know why people still fall for it, but they have like a new product. They're like, have a press release that they're testing a search engine that allows you to smell the results. Like, who's believing that for a second? And then uh, I'm also, this is how boring my week is, but I'm going to try really, really hard uh, to dress professionally all week. <laughs> and it, so I, li- I work in a very relaxed office environment. So like jeans and a t-shirt are fine, but I want to make a really strong effort to dressing for the job that I want, not the job that I have. I like my job a lot. That's I'm not like trying to change anything, but I'm going to just try really hard to step it up a little bit this week. So I'll let you know how that goes next week because I'm sure you're dying to know. I, I'm, I can't wait. I'm on pins and needles waiting to find out what happens with that. Yeah. So ne- next week for you, are you doing Slimmons, you said? Going to ju- see a little oh, you know what? Simmons? That's not a You know what? That's not a bad idea because now I'm much more free and I'm actually, you know, the vegan cleanse ended a couple of weeks ago. But uh, I'm not going to do the vegan cleanse, but I'm going to go back to a plant-based diet starting tomorrow. So, like on the vegan cleanse, I couldn't have potatoes, you know. I'll have a little bit of potatoes. And I, there were some things I couldn't have that now I'm like, okay, I can have that, you know. So I'm just going to go to a plant-based diet. And work out and do stuff like that because like I I don't know if we talked about this in the show but I have to get ready for things I'm gonna be going to with you to Vegas in September yes, yes we so are I want to be at, in as shape as good of a shape as I can by then and then um, I have something else going on in October that I want to be in shape for and also I just I also just want to be a healthier person so sure I'm gonna make a concerted effort to do that um, <coughs> next week. <laughs> I... What's so funny? I'm. I really want to try. I want to make a concerted effort to be more healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep that in. Then <laughs> I thought you were gonna just edit out that cough. Ew. Okay. Well, I was, but then it was just so funny that it followed that statement. <laughs> next week, I'm having dinner with Kate and Alex. You know them. Oh yeah. We're gonna have dinner next Thursday. Um, I'm also going to hang out with an old friend of mine um, from high school, my friend John Paul. Uh huh. And I have a funny story about him because I have a lot of funny stories about him. But the one I'm going to tell now. He used to wear overalls all the time, right? <laughs> I think he did. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. I've never met him, but I think I've seen photos or something. I don't. I don't think he does anymore. But he used to wear overalls for a, even way past when they were fashionable. And his long-term partner is also named John. Confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hang out with my friend John Paul, and that should be good. Joey. So earlier today, I want to tell everybody we called Rick, who, if you were listening last week, won our listener appreciation contest. 
catching up with catching up is what we're calling it. So how how did the call go, Joey? How would you say? I thought the call went really, really well because it because remember the first time we did it, it was with somebody that I knew. Yeah, and somebody that whose voice I knew. Yeah. So I mean it was interesting to talk to somebody on the phone last week, but this one was interesting because it was somebody that neither one of us knew. It was just like a genuine fan. I kind of feel bad. I feel bad a little bit, Joey. So oh, why? Well, I, I'm going to tell everybody at the end of this conversation. So we talked for probably a half an hour with Rick. It was awesome. But then at the end of it, we, I was like, when do you want to record the show? And we do a back and forth and a back and forth. And I was like, well, I have to cook dinner and I'm going to have pork chops. And like we were going through the most mundane, boring stuff. And he's just sitting on the line. Yeah, but that was just the last minute because we, that was us talking. No, but we had a really good conversation. We learned a lot about him. Um, he he does actually. He made Mike and I look like such a holes. Seriously, he works for an AIDS uh, organization mm-hmm. you know, that helps people with AIDS, and he like p- personally crochets blankets for, the for some of the patients. Yeah, lap and, blankets. And, yeah, and then he's like in a a a, um, a gay man's chorus. Right. Right. And like. He's just so nice and does such good things. And I was yeah. like, I'm such a horrible human being. I'm like, I went to a ceviche party and someone stole my jacket. Yeah. And I was just like, tell us more about what you feel about the show. Like, yeah. all, all my questions. <laughs> you Can you talk a little bit about me? Yeah. Is basically what you did. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, you, you, you personally um, uh, knit blankets for eight people. Tell me, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> These cure, How did you find the this, show? This cure for cancer sounds really interesting, but back to uh-huh. our podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you came from Dallas to help people with AIDS? Hmm, that's so cool. Tell me, what's your favorite part of the show? <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested in catching up with Mike and Joe, like Rick did, it's easy. Just leave an iTunes review, and each week... We're going to pick one review at random and announce it on the show, and then we'll call you and we'll catch up. So, Joey, do you have the the list of names in front of you there? I do. I, well, what I did was I, I actually put people, everyone who's written a review, I've put it on scraps of paper and I've put it in a bowl. So we'll do the drawing right now. Okay. And then each week we'll just add... So if you've already left an iTunes review, you're entered into the contest. And if you haven't left an iTunes review, go leave one now so that we can possibly catch up with you next week. Okay, I'm about to draw a name. Here we go. The person who's going to get the call from us next week is Arizona D. Roach. Spell it. Arizona D. Roach. Like cockroach? D hyphen... R-O-C-K. Oh, D-Rock. Arizona D-Rock, maybe? Arizona D-Rock. I think this is the one he's like one of those, like, he listens to some other podcast. I don't oh, know. Oh, it might be, Um, I think it's Dan. He's like one of the um, minions from the Greetings from Nowhere podcast. But if you're Arizona D-Rock, why don't you email us? You can just email i1 at cupodcast.com uh, or go to our website and find all of our ways of contacting us there and give us an email and we'll set this up and do you know him i've never met him no have you spoken to him no maybe like well maybe like twitter or emails but oh this is exciting yeah i like these ones 
Oh, by the way, he said, Rick today said that talking to Mike was like talking to a celebrity. It no, he so didn't. Cute. Joe. Mike, yes, he did. What are you talking about? Joe, you are framing that so wrong. What This is what happened. Joe's like, so is talking to Mike like talking to a celebrity? And he said, yes. He did not say talking to Mike's like talking to a celebrity. That's two di- very different things. He listens to a lot of podcasts. And he's listened to Mike on his original show, Game Mike's original show, Game Night Guys. Mike then left Game Night Guys and started what some would call Lies. Rick listens to that. And now Rick is also a listener of Catching Up Podcast. And he said, yeah, it's, he's learned to get to know Mike. And it's, it's weird talking to Mike, this person that he's listened to for years and years. And he said, it was like talking to a celebrity. Own it, Mike. I, I just don't want to own something that's not really mine. It's just... What's he going to say when you say, is talking to Mike like talking to a celebrity? Is he going to say no? Well, no. look, I had, a, I had to change the conversation from him saving a, an old woman from a burning building. <laughs> True. Mike, one of the things we forgot to talk about, by the way, is um, we have some, first of all, we have some shout outs to give out. Okay. Shout out number one is to Brother Sinatus. Oh, who yeah. left a very nice review. Thank you, Brother and Sinatus. Then, Another guy named Timoth- Timothy M. Gall. Timothy M. Gall, he wrote a very nice review on Thank iTunes. You, Thank Timothy. you, very much for that. And, Mike, I don't want to forget to talk about this. So, Mike and I have been getting a fair amount of uh, fan emails or, like, people emailing us or asking us questions or whatnot. But we got the weirdest <laughs> fan email, and I want Mike to talk about it. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up because I would have forgot again. So there's a podcast called Greetings from Nowhere, and they have a person that sends them postcards. And this person sends them postcards that are postmarked from all around the world, literally from all different continents and countries and everywhere. And they don't know who they're from. And we got an email from that person. I'm pretty sure it's it's legit it's from a random cox.net email address like mystery postcard person at cox.net or something like that and there was an mp3 attached and we're gonna play the mp3 for you right now insert mp3 here (laughs) (laughs) please keep that in the day you just did that hello joe and mike to respond to the request on your website. Yes. Somebody was listening to episode 8. Joe, I completely agree with your views regarding aggressive bicyclists. I've seen more than one blow through a traffic light and collide with a car. The first thought that runs through my mind is about karma and natural selection. Mike, happy belated 32nd birthday. Don't worry. Not everyone I stand needs to know your name. Also, I let the GFN ladies know that you are not the mystery postcard person. I'm enjoying this show very much as well as Mike's other show. That's right, Joe. I heard what you said. Signed. The GFN mystery voice person. That was, that's so creepy to me. Is that a little bit weird? It sounds like, I don't know, like Silence of the Lambs sort of like voice box sort of thing. It felt like the way that Doll and Saw would talk. Yeah. You know the movie Saw? Which, by the way, another Jonathan memory. He used to always ruin movies. Like, was the worst at ruining movies. Would tell you what happened at the end of movies all the time. 
even when you told him not to. And one time he said, uh, come over to my house, let's watch Saw. So, uh, by the way, there's a major spoiler alert coming if you haven't seen Saw. So I go over there, and um, I'm sitting down watching it, and, you know, Saw opens up, and there's a dead body on the floor, and the characters are talking, and he doesn't know how he got there and whatnot. Anyway, that movie's going on. Jonathan, Jonathan says, see the dead body on the floor? I was like, yeah, that's that's the killer. Wait, he like, gave oh. away the whole movie? <laughs> yeah, like in the first minute. Why would he do that? That he always did that stuff. He did that with uh, Batman Begins too, or not the Dark Knight Rises, or yeah, the Dark Knight Rises. Well, don't give away more movie endings. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. But he gave away Dark Knight Rises for me too. That's weird. Um, why did that come up? Oh, so well. Back to the <laughs> back to the voicemail, though, Joey. I think that their mystery postcard person is a woman because if you were a man and you were trying to disguise your voice by doing this creepy automated voice computer voice thing, you would mm-hmm. pick somebody that sounded not like you, don't you think? And it's a man's voice, so I think that they. That it's a woman that's doing these. I have no. I have no idea. I'm not. I don't analyze voices. It's weird. So, mystery postcard person, thank you for listening, and thank you for sending emails that gave me the chills. All, All right, right Mike. Joe. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice catching up with you. Uh, it was nice catching up with you, Mike. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Follow us on Twitter at CU Podcast. Like the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash CU Podcast. Check out the show notes and find links to our personal Twitter accounts on our website, cupodcast.com. Um, uh, um, um, well, um, um,